You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, take your seats. I said take your seats. Class, sit. I swear you're all acting like a bunch of animals. Pet Life Radio presents Teacher's Pet, where you'll learn how to understand and communicate with your pet and train them to be the best pet they can be. It's time to see the world from your pet's point of view. So give a tail-wagging welcome to your Teacher's Pet host on PetLifeRadio.com. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Hi, welcome to Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. This is Pia Silvani, Director of Training and Behavior at St. Hubert's Animal Welfare Center in Madison, New Jersey, and your host. This week, you will be teaching your dog to move toward you when called. Sit in front of you until released by pairing two different exercises together. This is the first step to teaching a really reliable recall. I'm sure all of you dream of having that perfect dog that comes to you reliably every single time you call. Yet, unfortunately, few people own such a dog. Instead, many dogs ignore their owner's request to come, or worse yet, run away when you say come. Teaching your dog to come to you is probably one of the most difficult things to teach. Since you must be consistent each and every time, you must ensure that the dog does, in fact, come each and every time, and be careful not to be sloppy and reward slow responses. As we discussed in the past, every behavior you teach your dog should have a specific definition so it is clear to you as well as your dog. I personally like to use the word here as opposed to come. Far too many of us use the word come in our day-to-day communication with our dogs. For example, we might say, oh, come on, buddy. Come on, you know better. Sit. Or come here now. Uh, or I'll get that spray bottle so they threaten their dog. So from the dog's point of view, what do you think come means? Hmm, not really sure. So if we were going to define here, here means the dog should stop what he's doing, run to you, find your feet, and sit until you release him with your release word, okay. This should occur each and every time in order for you to get a really reliable recall. However, people make a few mistakes. First, probably one of the most devastating things to people is seeing your dog running loose at free, sort of out of control. Perhaps he grabbed a forbidden object and ran away with it. Maybe he chewed something up that was valuable or suddenly ran out the door. And the owner calls the dog to come and the dog obeys. But when he gets to you, all of a sudden he receives punishment. So you think you're correcting the dog for his inappropriate behavior when in fact you really corrected the dog for coming to you. So what did he just learn? What do you think is going to happen the next time he picks up an object and starts to run? He probably won't come back. He's figured out already that moving toward you sometimes can get him a reward while other times he'll receive punishment. So he's going to be confused. So therefore, never call your dog to you if you're going to punish. Secondly, avoid calling your dog to you if you're planning to do something unpleasant. For example, you don't want to call him to you if you're going to give him a pill, or you're putting him in his crate, giving him a bath, clipping his nails. Now he's making a poor association again with the word here. So of course, that depends on individual dogs. Many dogs love to have a bath or they might love to be put in their crate but I would probably use a different word such as go crate 
or go home. And thirdly, avoid calling your dog if you haven't trained him to respond. And I'll go over that in detail. Remember, dogs are not born knowing what the word means until we teach it. So once you've begun working on teaching a recall, do not use the word in difficult situations that are beyond his ability. When we teach children to add, for example, we begin with two plus two, very simple arithmetic. We would not expect a child who has maybe two or three weeks of addition under his belt to now start to add columns of three or four digits. So dogs are the same. So you need to make sure that you are training your dog at his level of capability of where he is. So you don't want to all of a sudden jump from simple arithmetic to calculus. It's too difficult for the dog. So for example, say you've been working on here in your backyard, in your house, uh, where there are no distractions and your dog is really doing fine. And then one day you decide to take him to the park and he spots a squirrel. And off he goes. He runs to the other end of the park, 50 miles an hour, chasing the squirrel. And all of a sudden you say, buddy, here. And he doesn't even turn to look. Well, what you've just done is you've moved him from simple arithmetic to calculus. So do not expect that. Why would he ever understand at that point? He's off leash. He's running full speed ahead after a very tempting distraction. So you should only use the word here if you know your dog is capable of obeying it and you are capable of enforcing it. So before we begin our training session, if you don't have your dog and some really yummy, yummy treats, your tug toy, now's the time to get ready. Uh, you'll also need, as always, a piece of paper and a pen to take some short notes. So we're going to take a very short break to hear from our sponsors. And when we return, get ready to have some fun. Okay, class, grab your tuna flakes, biscuits, and bones. Teacher's pet will be back in two shakes of a tail, right after recess. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No. To my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Ladies and gentlemen, Pet Life Radio proudly presents DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready to unleash the dog sports enthusiast in all of us. From speed drawing and mushing to racing, agility, and competition. This is the place to learn all about the dog sports and activities that you can do with your furry best friend and canine competitor. So get ready for game time. DSPN with your host, Lori Williams. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. 
Okay, class, hang up your collars and leashes. Teacher's pet is back in session. Now park yourselves on the floor. I said park, not bark. Ugh. Okay, teacher's pet. Pay attention, there may be a quiz later. Welcome back. This is Pia Silvani, host of Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're going to be working on the word here. Before we begin, it is critical that you reward your dog whenever he checks in with you, even if you have not called him. The more you reward your dog, call free check-ins, the more the dog will want to check in and pay attention to you. So take every opportunity that you can to reinforce your dog any time he moves toward you. So for example, if you're out in the backyard and he suddenly turns and looks at you, mark it with a yes and reward him. And again, as a reminder, rewards do not necessarily mean treats. It can be a ball. So if I take my dogs outside, as I did this morning, we were walking around and I had, they were carrying their Frisbees and they turned to check to see where I was. I marked it with a yes and I tossed the Frisbee in the other direction. So I gave them a reward for checking in. Build an absolute trust between you and your dog. So the dog never worries about coming to you. It needs to always be a positive experience. Then rather than being fearful of coming, he's going to enjoy moving towards you. Praise him for coming, and praise does not mean sort of a muttered good boy. It means being sincere, it means being enthusiastic, animated, praise is going to bring that dog bounding to you every time you call. So it's also critical that you vary your rewards. Your dog should not expect a certain reward. For example, say you're using um, some boiled chicken. Your dog loves boiled chicken as the reward. If he thinks every single time you call him to come to you, he gets boiled chicken, that can get dull after a while. So you have to make sure that you're always changing your rewards around so the dog never knows what he's going to get. But it's got to, again, once again, be good for the dog. Now, in the meantime, accidents happen to all of us. And there's your dog, he's out loose. If here is not usable yet, and you don't have a really reliable recall with the word here, there are a few tricks that you can use to get the dog to come to you. You can always use the old standby. Do you want a cookie? If that brings him back from the middle of the road, then my recommendation is use it. Have a big smile on your face, but don't fake him out. Make sure that you go and get him a cookie. You can also try to tempt him back with something else. Do not punish him for running away. Again, don't fib. You can also use an old-time distraction. Dogs do this to one another. All of a sudden, they become real interested in something in the grass. For example, you might squat down, fiddle with a blade of grass. Most dogs at that point will come running over. If they do, however, be careful not to reach out suddenly and grab for them. Just praise him calmly. He might want to pet him. Hey, sit in the grass, wait for him to come over, but don't start chasing him. If he starts to game play, the worst thing he could do is chase your dog. So that's a rule number one. People don't chase dogs. Dogs chase people. And the third is, and again, we work on this all the time, is run away. It's amazing. Dogs love to chase. They love to chase wildlife. They like to chase inanimate objects. So they should enjoy chasing you. So my preference is to run away from the dog. And when he catches up with you, then praise him. But the key is to stay calm. Don't panic. 
If the dog is loose, try not to yell, try not to scream. I know it's nerve-wracking. You're completely concerned, but you don't want to frighten the dog as the result of that. Now, in the meantime, when you're teaching here, you can use other words in non-emergency situations. For example, if I'm going to send my dogs out, uh, I want to call them maybe from the kitchen to take them out to relieve themselves. I use the word dogs out and they immediately run from the kitchen or wherever they are to the front door. If they're outside, if I'm outside with them and now I want to bring them back inside, what I'll say is dogs in and we run inside. And I will always reward my dogs for coming inside. I want them to enjoy coming inside. So you might want to run to the refrigerator and get them a nice piece of carrot or something. They can always get a cookie. So running to the cookie jar. But dogs should say, oh, my owner just said in. I love moving from outside to inside. You can also say this way, meaning change your direction, uh, let's go. You can make a sound, such as a whistle, a clucking noise with your, with your mouth, anything that interests the dog. So the key is to set your dog up for success each and every time. That's the only way that you're going to get your really reliable recall. So let's start off first by uh, we're going to take, again, I'm going to remind you what the definition is. Here means move to my feet wherever you are. If you're one foot away or if you're a hundred feet away, run as fast as you can or move to my feet as quickly as you can. And when you get there, sit. Remain seated until you place your hand on the dog and you give him a little pat-pat, just like you did with stay, okay, and then you play. So how we're going to do this, I want you to get several treats in both hands. So maybe take five treats in one hand and five treats in the other hand. And start off with your dog facing you. So you're facing each other. You're going to now take both hands and you're going to put them immediately right in front of the dog's nose, wherever that might be. Okay, so you're in front of the dog. Hands are right in front of the dog's nose. And as you do, you're going to take one step backwards. As you take a step backwards, you're going to say here, and then you're going to lift the treat up so you're lowering the dog into the seated position. So again, remember here means find my feet and sit. So there's no need to say sit. You can just lower the dog into the sit. You can even if it helps you out a little bit, you can take your two pointer fingers and point towards your feet. Okay, that'll help you bring your, your hands up. You don't want to bring the food too high. That might cause the dog to jump. You don't want to push the food away from your body. That will teach the dog to sit too far away from you. But your goal is to bring him in as close as you can. As soon as he does, as soon as he's seated, you're going to mark it with a yes, and you're going to give him one treat. He should still be in the seated position. Together again, you're not adding any distance. Together again, hands in front of the dog's nose, right in front of his mouth. You take one step back as you say, buddy, here, lower him into the sit. When he's in the sit, give him a treat. Okay, let's try that again, one more time. Food is in front of his nose. You take a step back together. Think of this as a dance. You're dancing together. You're moving together. Say, buddy, here should be following you. Once he's seated, yes, 
give him two treats now. If he's doing well with that, I want to give some room, give some space now. And now you're going to take two steps backwards. So again, you're starting right in front of one another, hands in front. You have food in your hands. It's buddy here. One, two, lower into the sit. Once he's seated, mark with yes. Give him a treat from each hand. Let's try that again. Hey, if he gets up at any time, don't worry about it right now. He's not, doesn't have to hold that position. So you don't want to use stay. Right now, we're just worrying about getting him to move to you and sit. So let's try two steps again. So name and here. One, two, lower him into the sit. Give a treat from either, mark it with a yes. Treat from either hand. And now just release him with an okay. All right. Give him just a little bit of a tug break, if you can, in between, and then we'll add a couple more steps as you're doing this. And again, be careful when you're backing up. You just need to step backwards. There's no reason to run at this time. I'm going to teach you about speed later on. This is about finding, pairing up the word here with the behavior you want. All right, so let's try again. Get some food in your hands. This time you're going to take three steps. So have enough treats in your hands. What you're going to do again, place the food in front of the dog's nose. Say the dog's name. And now it's three steps. Name in here. One, two, three. Lower into the sit. Once he's seated, tell him yes. Now give him three treats. And notice what happens when you're giving them three treats. You don't want to give them three treats at one time. It's one treat from one hand, one treat from the other hand, one treat from one hand, and then you're done. Always think to yourself, it's more rewarding for the dog if he hopes that you're going to give him more rewards versus just getting one large biscuit. Okay, if you're successful with that, then you can add a time. Now let's add a little duration where the dog's got to sit there a little bit longer. Again, there's no reason to say sit. There's no reason to say stay. Here again means find my feet and sit. Remain there until I release you. So we'll work on the release now. Okay, here we go. Let's do three steps. So I want you to have enough food. I want you to have enough food on you. So more than three treats. So food in front. The dog does not have to start in the seated position. He can be in any position he wants. You're going to say name here. One, two, three. Lower him to the sit. Tell him yes. Now don't give the treat yet. Tell him good boy. Now deliver a treat. Wait him out. Praise him calmly. And now give a second treat. Continue to praise him calmly. Now give him a third treat. Praise him calmly. If he's still sitting there, give an okay and immediately go and tug. All right. So what I'd like you to do during our break, we're going to take a little short break to hear from our sponsors. So I'd like you to practice that. Again, your goal right now during the break as you're practicing is to see if you can get your dog to sit there a little bit longer. He's got to learn some patience in hopes of getting more treats. You can vary it. Sometimes maybe give him one treat, then release. Sometimes give him three. You could might give him five. And then release. At the end of your release, though, make sure that you are playing with your dog so he doesn't say, okay, I'm done, and off I go. I start sniffing the floor. Keep him with you. All right, so we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, and we'll be back shortly. 
Okay, class, grab your tuna flakes, biscuits, and bones. Teacher's pet will be back in two shakes of a tail, right after recess. There's nothing like a shaggy dog, baby. They're shagatemic. And this is the place to find out how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Oh, yeah. So stop by our pad every week and get switched on, baby. Switched on to the show that's all about attitude. Oh, behave. With your groovy host, pet edutainer Arden Moore. Yeah, baby, yeah. Every week on demand on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, hang up your collars and leashes. Teacher's Pet is back in session. Now park yourselves on the floor. I said park, not bark. Okay, Teacher's Pet. Pay attention, there may be a quiz later. Hi, welcome back to Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. This is Pia Silvani, your host. And as you know, we've been working on teaching your dog to move toward you, sit until you release him. It's a really reliable recall. So hopefully you had a little practice going and your dog is now remaining in that seated position until you release him. Now, the next part of the recall that we're going to work on this particular week is speed. So we're going to separate the speed from the sit. So what I would like you to do now is, um, this always is very helpful if you can have somebody holding your dog back. If you don't have anybody, what you can do is you can run away. Again, this teaches your dog to chase after you. So I'm going to explain the exercise and what you can do is you can work on this on your own. So here's one way. If you have a partner with you, what you'd like the partner to do is hold your dog back. So you're kind of teasing him a little bit and he knows you've got the tug toy. Maybe he knows that you've got some food on you and you're going to show him what you have and you're going to get him real revved up and real excited. And you're going to now take off and you're going to run away. Any distance, you don't want to go too far. You might want to do maybe 30 feet to start with. You're going to run away, turn and face your dog. Your dog should be pumped up. He should want to get to you. As soon as he's excited, you're going to say your dog's name here and use the exact same motion pointing to your toes as you did when we did one step. He needs to run in, immediately plant that butt. Think of it as a plane landing into the runway. He's coming in, the jet is coming down to the runway, and it lands. So the landing is the sit. That's when he gets his reward. So you need to cheer him on the whole way. You might give him several treats. Again, he should knock it up until you release him. Once you release him, then you can start to play with him again. So if you don't have a partner, what you can do now is, I'll explain this and you can work it. You can tease him with your your object, whatever he's really super motivated by. And this is fun outside because he'll really want to pay attention to you. You're just going to take off and you're going to run and you're going to tell the dog, you're going to say the dog's name here and just take off and run. Your dog should be chasing after you. If he's starting to bite you, if he's not aggressively, but he's, he's getting too rowdy, maybe he's getting too pumped up, you might not want to run quite so far, or you might want to show him that you have something in your hand so he's not focused on your body. Quickly turn, 
you're going to quickly turn and lower him into the sit. And again, be careful not to say sit. Remember, this is not about sitting. It's about what the behavior here means. And I'm going to keep reminding you. Here means move from wherever you are, find my feet, and sit. So if we get that close, the dog is going to say, ah, okay, I'm 100 yards away, and I hear here. What I'm going to look for is I'm looking for that landing zone. I need to land right in front of my owner because that's when I get my reward. Okay, so why don't you practice that once or twice? Again, if you have a partner holding, that would be perfect. If you don't, then just run away from your dog. But make sure your dog is not getting up until you release the dog. That is critical. What you can also do is take hold of the dog's collar. It's a good little test for you, too. If when you reach for your dog's collar, he suddenly jumps away and he moves away, that's an exercise that you absolutely need to work on. It's critical that your dog permit you to take hold of the collar. That also tells me if he's running away that you're grabbing for his collar for control too often. The collar shouldn't be there as a means of controlling him. The collar should be there with his tags on it. God forbid in case he gets lost and B, for a leash to be hooked up onto it, not as a means of controlling the dog. So you may need to work on that separately where you just take a reach of the dog's collar and then you reward him. Take a reach of the dog's collar and reward him. So maybe when he comes in, you might go back to your one step and say here, take a hold of the collar before you give the treat. So he's again, he starts to learn that reaching for that collar does not necessarily mean fun time is over. You can also take hold of that collar and tell him, okay, and maybe just walk him three steps and then play tug with him. So make a real positive association with that collar reach. Now, if your dog is sitting too far away from you, don't deliver the food. Remember, the dog needs to learn to come in. You almost want to think you want to meet toe to toe. If the dog is truly comfortable with you, he might even be stepping on your toes. So the closer he is to you, the better. All right, practice that one or two more times, and then I'm going to have you uh, take a seat, and I'm going to make sure that we can do a quick review of what your homework is for the next two weeks before we move on. All right. So let's have a seat with your dog and again, get him to relax. Remember when you're relaxing, the dog should be relaxing at the same time. So your goal is to work in different environments, every kind of environment you can think of. Make sure if you're in the house, obviously the dog does not need a leash on him unless of course he decides he's going to run away for some reason. But anytime you're outside, you want to make sure you have that leash. Do not pull on the leash to get your dog to move into you. That's unpleasant for the dog. And again, the leash should not be doing the work. Your luring should be doing the work and the dog should want to move into you. So your goal is to go in various environments, in the backyard, the front yard. You can practice this if you take your dog for a walk on the street, throw a couple of these in, take them to the park, take them out hiking, periodically throw it in. So many people say he does really well at home. But when I get him out, he's real distracted. That tells me that you don't have a reward that's good enough. You might need to do more check-ins with him. So he checks in. 
Dogs obviously should be allowed to sniff. They have to be dogs. They should enjoy themselves. However, if you say the dog's name or if he's never checking in, that has not been reinforced. Dogs are always going to perform behaviors that are reinforcing to them or that have been reinforced by you. So you may need to bring better things with you. So you may need to bring that London broil, the leftover London broil. Some people said they'd bring some liverwurst with them, and that seems to work. So find out what really works for the dog so you can ensure that he's moving towards you. So again, as a reminder, you're going to take several steps back. So it's the dog's name here, and he moves in and sits. You're going to reward him. You don't always have to reward with food also. You can take the food out of your hand, have nothing in your hand, but have that tug toy or that frisbee or the ball in your back pocket. And as soon as he sits, tell him yes, and then immediately play with him instead. So there's no reason to just just give food. Then separately, again, if you can get a partner to hold the dog, again, holding a back so you're really revving him up. Here's where you want to get your speed going. Hey, you run away, always running away. And this is a great game to play with children. Um, if you have children, uh, somebody holds the dog and somebody runs away. So you might hold the dog for your child. The child runs away, turns, calls the dog, buddy here, and make sure the dog sits. The child rewards the dog and then plays. Then the child can hold the dog. If the dog is too big and the child is too small, obviously you don't want a small child holding the dog and then getting pulled over and being dragged over. So make sure that the child is capable of holding the dog. So you may need to be the holder of the dog when you're working with children. So your goal is to work on those two things and again, getting 100% reliability. Do not use the word here unless you know the dog is going to move to you. Really, really important. Remember the other words that I told you to use. In, out, let's go this way. And in, in that emergency, that's fine. Tell them, do you want a cookie? If you need to get him close to you, doesn't matter. But if you're going to bribe, because that sort of is a bribe, make sure that you're coming through. Do not call your dog to come to you by using the word here and then all of a sudden realize, oops, I made a mistake. And then run in, get your cookies, and then say here. Ah, now the dog has learned something really cool. Ah, don't move to the owner until the owner goes and gets the bag of cookies or goes to the cookie jar. That's bribing. That's critical that you're careful not to do that. So, next week, Dr. Alice Moon Finelli from Tufts University will be speaking to us about dominance in dogs. Big, big topic. So, this should not be missed. Don't forget to check back with us for training session number eight. I'd like to, as always, give a special thanks to our producers for making the show happen. And if you'd like a transcript of the show or any other shows on Pet Life Radio Network, please go to PetLifeRadio.com and click on Teacher's Pet. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, please email me at Pia at PetLifeRadio.com. And I do want to thank several of the listeners. I have gotten a few emails on suggestions, and I promise I will discuss them in future segments. So until next time, this is Pia signing off. Thanks for your interest in Pet Life Radio. 
Schools in Session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> 